Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show, Mind Your Business. I am your host, Raj Bogan. This show is all about business owners and their stories. That's where they came from, what inspired them, and what got them started. What have been the highs and lows of their journey, and of course, what are the key lessons and takeaways that we can all learn from. So today, I've got Erin Newberry. She is a travel consultant. Erin, welcome to the show, and thank you for joining me. Hi, Raj. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, um, you're welcome. Um, so Erin, tell, tell us um, a little bit about what you do. So you're a travel consultant. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> travel consultant. Basically, I'm a glorified travel agent. Um, I work from home, uh, but I run my own business. So it's my own business. I work from home, um, affiliated with not just travel. Um, so everything is completely above board, financially protected. So I can do you an off the peg, fly and flop. Um, to Spain, or I can make you something much more bespoke. Um, the longest holiday I ever put together was seventy nine nights. So, wow. yeah. What? Well, tell us a bit about that then. Go on. Um, so he visited one, two, three, four. Well, he was supposed to visit four different countries over those seventy nine nights, but unfortunately, it was just a COVID struck. So it all went oh. a bit wrong in the middle. But he was visiting Australia, um, Taiwan. Um, South Korea and Japan was the itinerary. Um, this is, but we this had is to kind of on, this is like on my bucket list stuff. This it was um, a, it was an amazing itinerary. It was fabulous, um, and he still did most of it, and he did really have a fantastic time. So, and we just had to tweak it a little bit. So solo traveler by the sounds of it, he was yeah. So it was like a, a bucket list. He'd come into a little bit of inheritance, yeah, and he really wanted to go and see the cherry blossom in Japan. So okay. um, that's what we did. But he also wanted to have a bit of a, a backpacker experience in Australia. So, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a brilliant itinerary. I was going to be nosy. I don't know if we can ask, but like, was he, uh, I was going to ask, is he like really well off? And he said he came. No, no. So he was, he was, he'd just finished uni and he'd just come into a little bit of inheritance. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so decided to do a little bit of traveling before he settled down into his career. And, um, and then I was going to ask, like, are we allowed to ask? Oh, am I allowed to ask? Or can you say how much the holiday costs then? Or it wasn't too bad. I think it was um, around about the eight thousand. That's not mark. bad for eight. No, 8, not 8, at 8, all. But I suppose if you're um, staying, is it staying like host, cheap, cheap accommodation? Some places he was staying in hostels, some places he wasn't. Um, but obviously, it was it was pre-COVID, so prices wouldn't be quite so cheap now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but at the time, it was a hefty amount of money, but it would probably be more than that now, just because of the way the world is. Yeah. So what's your, um, tell us a bit about what your company's called and how, how that works and operates then. Okay, so I bought a franchise um, with a company called Not Just Travel yeah. um, back in 2018. So basically, they give me all of the financial protection, the ABTA and ATOL numbers, um and with all the paperwork so that everything is double checked and made sure that everything is safe and above board so it's yeah. not just me as a solo person um i have the backing of a very well respected company within the industry as well yeah and i believe and correct me if i'm wrong that through them that you get obviously it gives you access to certain deals and stuff that we as customers can't necessarily get correct. Is that correct Yes, definitely. So there is um, 48% of the travel itinerary isn't available online. So by coming to me, you're kind of doubling your options. Um, also, um, there are trade-only suppliers. Just pause. So there are trade-only um, suppliers out there as well, who so you don't have access to them. Um, and they are all fully protected as well. So I can go to them and put together whatever itinerary I want. Um, and it is packaged and protected um, the same way as any other um, holiday would be. And um, that allows us to um, tailor make it. Obviously, sometimes when you go online, they just bring up what you've got, whereas we can actually get into the back office of the systems right. so that we can we can find exactly what it is that you're looking for. Sometimes things don't come up on screen. I'm sure you've done it yourself. You've been online, you've had a look, you want a particular room type, but it's not showing on the system, so you can't book it. So right. I have those contacts where I can then 
phone them up and say, look, this is the room that we really want. They will then contact the hotel, get it for us. And so we we really can make sure we give you exactly what it is that you want. Um, and also some companies will bulk buy seats on an aeroplane, which means they can give us special deals. Um, I was just so going to ask about that. How does, yeah. it, how does it work? Because I've never used um, uh, a travel sort of travel agent before because I I just, I don't know, I assumed, and I think a lot of people maybe assume this, is that, well, there has to be room for your sort of your commission, your element yeah. of it, and that must be on top. Um, so but not actually, necessarily. It's, not, it's not true, is it? No, not necessarily. Sometimes I'm not going to be as, I mean, you've got to remember that you're using a service. And for instance, if you go online and book a holiday, then you are paying for the bare bones you know, you're getting a holiday, but you're not getting any of the other services that go with it. You're not getting anybody there to hold your hand if you need it, to help you with any problems. Yeah. Um, so I do everything. I can check you in online, um, do room requests, anything that it is that you need me to do, I can do for you. Organize private transfers, book your days out, whatever it is that you want, I can help you with that along the way. Um, and you don't actually pay for my services. It's all part of the holiday price. And as you did mention, we do get paid commission, but it depends on which suppliers we use. Right. Um, you, there's always, sometimes there's a possibility to price match. Um, it just depends. Sometimes I can't. You know, I've had loyal customers come to me and say, I've, I've, I've got this really strict budget, can you help? And I've had to say no, but they've been able to find it elsewhere. And yeah. in that case, I say to them, well, go and do it. Go yeah. if you if they might find somebody who had a special offer on, on that particular day and therefore they were able to get it at whatever cost it was. Well, if that's the case, then you go and do that. That's absolutely fine. I wouldn't, I would never begrudge anybody doing that. Um, I had a Maldives quote uh book in, and she had a strict budget, and she did actually find that online with I can't remember who it was, I think it was um Virgin Holidays, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, um, and I couldn't match that. But I took it to one of my suppliers and that supplier was able to price match it for us. Oh, okay. So she was so she still gets my services because I've managed to price match it for her. So it's not that we are putting costs on top. When we're never adding costs on the costs that we're telling you are what we're being given by the supplier. Um, yeah. but if you have a like-for-like -like price that's coming in cheaper, we may be able to do something to bring it down to the same cost. Sometimes I can be cheaper. I've had some fantastic deals come through for things like, um, I think it was a, a triple center. So it was New York, San Francisco and California. Yeah. And it was like 1200 pounds per person for three nights in each place. What? Never, yeah, exactly. Flights and, and accommodation. Flights and accommodation in between all the flights, all the accommodation. I mean, even if that's room only, that's still really cheap it was, it? it was exactly you know sometimes you can't even get flights if you think you're doing the internal flights as well so this is from the uk as well yeah yeah flying from the uk over to new york down to san francisco down to to los angeles and then back again um so it just depends sometimes we do get some fantastic i mean on those deals there is a strict it's only valid on particular days and from particular airports but if that's what you really want to do and you you've got that flexibility within you to be able to do it and mm. it's not usually a last minute thing. They're usually in advance. So like that would be somebody telling me now for next February, March time. Yeah, well, it's definitely opened my eyes, my eyes up um, because I mean, probably like a lot of people, I as much as I love holidays and a lot of people listening will be love, love holidays. I don't know about other people. I cannot. I mean, you like searching for them. I can't stand yeah. searching for them because there's part of me that, do, you know, you do like it because you, oh, you get excited and stuff about searching, yeah. but then. Maybe it's just me, just like just keep looking at too much, too many comparisons. Can't just book it. Then you have to research and trip advice and reviews and all this other stuff and making sure you're getting the right thing. Um, if you can just go to someone who you can just trust and it's like, I've been there, or many of my yeah. clients have been there. I've booked it so many times. It's a bit like you know, uh, you know, someone comes to me for a mortgage or for some insurance, and I can recommend that provider. I say, well, I've never heard of them. Yeah, but don't worry. I've dealt with them many, many times. Exactly. They're like, oh, well, yeah, okay, fine. We trust you, Raj. Let's go go with it. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, I'm like we're just talking about off air. I've, I've um, looking at Jamaica next February, so I'll be, you know, having a chat with you after after this about what you can offer with that. Um, so just going back a little bit then, 
tell us a little bit about the origin story. What? How did you get into this line of work and how long you've been doing it? I don't know if you mentioned that. So I have always wanted to work in travel. Since I was 17 and I went to the Dominican Republic um, for my cousin's wedding, I decided I was going to be a tour rep. I wanted to be a holiday rep in resort. Um, but at that point, you had to be 21. So okay. it was like, what do I do for the three years in between? So I decided to do a tourism degree. So it was a tourism management degree. It was a business degree. Um, and I went and I did that. But then at the end of it, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do anymore. So I kind of bumbled around for a bit. I did do a summer season of repping. Um, and actually after that, I then decided that um, I'd met my my now husband. I'd already met him at this point. And yeah. so traveling was a bit out of the question. Um, and living abroad was out of the question if I wanted to be with him. Yeah. Um, so I decided to um, retrain as a teacher. So then I went off and I did teaching, had my children. Um, and then when the youngest was about to start school, it was like, okay, I need to get a job now. I'd been a stay-at-home mum for five years. Oh. And it was like, okay, I need, to, I need to get a job. What do I want to do? Well, I loved searching for holidays. I was, whenever a friend of mine said, let's go on holiday, or I'm looking for a holiday, I'd find it for them. It's kind of like, and this is quite sexist but I don't mean it that way <laughs> men looking at car magazines I'm sure there are some women that do it as well but it is mainly men yeah. looking at car magazines and and they can tell you I like this car I like that car yeah, yeah. I was like that with holiday brochures yeah so I would go and take holiday brochures just so I could sit and look at all the different places and um, I wasn't booking anything I just wanted to flick through them like you would a magazine um so I decided that actually being a travel agent sounded like a good idea for getting a job but I couldn't find a job that fitted in with my kids because I had three of them and they were in three different schools so trying to oh, find wow. a job where I could sort childcare out um was really difficult so I then started looking into other options and that's when I came across the whole idea of home working um, yeah. and actually running your own travel agency from your home so it, it run exactly like any other travel agency but yeah. you don't come to me so I can come and visit you we can meet in a coffee shop we can do a zoom call however you want to do it um and so that's so it's a travel agency but it's a bit more flexible I don't just work nine to five I work evenings and weekends and it allows me to work around the kids which is really important because one of my children um has special needs so we have a lot of hospital appointments and things that we need to go to so being able to have that flexibility to, to sort of work around the children, which was always a top priority, is something that I did. So I did a lot of due diligence and it took me about a year before I actually took the plunge. Um, and I actually did my initial training in February of 2018 um, wow. with the franchise. And that was it. And then, you know, five years on, here I am. The rest is history. Well, yeah. look, well, well done. Congratulations for doing it. Um, I think it's really admirable as well that you've, you've done it around your kids and I think that's the you know there's, there's plenty of challenges isn't there with, with running your own, your own business yeah. it's hard work um but I think sometimes we forget that the flexibility having you know owning your own time gives you um yeah, exactly. that you would that you don't get from an employed job I think we forget um, for most of us who have probably been in an employed job before we, we forget that well um, obviously teaching you know there is no flexibility no. in teaching um and and knew I wouldn't be able to do it with three children, which is why I stopped teaching when I had my third. So I was teaching up until the third child came along. Okay. And then I chose to be a stay-at-home mum with the three of them because it, it was just too difficult to, yeah. for me. Other people manage it brilliantly. But for me, I found it too difficult, especially as we were just going through all the diagnoses with my middle child and, and yeah. so it was just too difficult at the time. Okay, fair enough. Um and I completely, completely get that. I mean teaching doesn't appeal to me it sounds looks really really stressful um and well done to, to the people that do it so what are some of the obstacles you've had to overcome then I think obviously there's the biggest one that everybody has had to overcome in the last five years and that's COVID yeah um the industry was hit really really hard I think it was hit harder than anything else um yeah, I would, I would not, have thought so yeah not because people couldn't go on holiday that that wasn't the issue. That wasn't the main thing. When we had lockdown and nobody was going on holiday, that was, I'm not going to say it was fine because you watched your income going, because obviously people don't travel, you don't get paid. Yeah. Um, but we knew where we stood. Um, it was what came afterwards with 
the traffic like system and this country being put on the red list and that country doing this and then this and then that and yeah. never actually knowing if your clients were actually going to be able to go on holiday or not until they were actually on the plane and then not knowing while they were away if the rules were going to change when they got back and they were going to have to quarantine and do this that and the other so it was um it was it was that sense of uncertainty now I know a lot of other industries I know the um, entertainment industry the hospitality industry they all suffered really badly um but they had more clear guidelines um about what they could and couldn't do and it was much more um stable in terms of obviously once we got over the initial lockdown it was much more stable so from this date you'll be able to do x y and z and so those rules were there and you could follow them it might not have been easy but at least it was a set of rules that you could follow. Whereas obviously for us, it just changed constantly. My own experience is I flew to Turkey on a Thursday and yeah. everything was fine. By the time I landed in Turkey, it had been put on the red list. So when I got back out to quarantine for two weeks, oh, so that was no. back in October of 2020. So, you know, it was that uncertainty of we'd only just landed and they were like, if you don't want to have to quarantine, you have to be back in the country by tomorrow. So we just went, ah, we'll stay. You know, rather than the scrabble of, of trying to find a flight to get back. But obviously, if people had jobs, then they would have had to try and get back. And it, it was it was that that caused so much damage. Um, and it it made us in the industry as travel, travel agents and tour operators, it made us seem a little bit incompetent. But actually what yeah. it was is that we didn't know the rules. Like there'd be a Thursday briefing. That's when we found out the new rules at the same yeah. time as the rest of the world. We never got any special notice. You know, the operators weren't told when they could fly or where they could fly until the Thursday. And it just, it, so that you, was the biggest challenge was the unpredictability of it. And I guess you guys got the brunt of the frustration of people, yeah. clients because um, who else are they going to turn to? Okay. Exactly. I mean, I, I was really lucky. Um, my clients were really understanding. And because of the way that I work, because I speak to my clients on a one-to-one basis and I talk to them all the time and I was keeping them up to date, personally phoning them up and keeping them up to date about everything. My clients were okay. I only had a couple of issues that were a little bit of a worry, but we sorted them out amicably. amicably. Um, I think people in shops, they probably got it the worst um, because they had people just coming into their shops screaming at them. Um, So they had it really, really hard. Um, And then obviously people that booked online, they had no recourse. There was only the call centre. And that's where it comes down to is if you book online, then you have a call centre that you have to call through and you don't know who you're going to get on the end of that phone. And if yeah. you've had to phone through a few times, you get a different person each time. They have to read the notes and and that was, you know, a shop, you get a little bit more of a personal touch. But again, there might be six people working in that shop. You go in, your person isn't there. The, you know, so you still have a little bit of that. Whereas with me, it's me. So yeah. I know I know you, I know where you're going. I know what the issues are. Um, and so I can give you that tailor-made advice and I can, and I can. Personal touch, I know, isn't it? Yeah, I know your holiday. I know what it is that you're wanting to do and and the reasons behind your holiday. Um, and most people that I send on holiday, if they're not already friends, we usually become friends. And I don't mean friends that are going out for a coffee all the time, but when we call, we don't talk specifically about the holiday. We'll chat about families and yeah. and get to know each other because that actually helps me give you a better experience. And the more times you book with me, the better I get because I start to understand you and what it is that you're looking for because everybody wants something different from a holiday and every holiday you go on you might want a different thing from it yeah so getting to know you and and your family and and what it is that you like to do while you're away actually helps me find you a better holiday and at the Build, end of building it, relationships isn't it it's... really definitely is about building relationships um so again in terms of covid i had good relationships with my clients because I don't have to work with anybody I don't want to work with. I'm not in a shop. I don't have to deal with everybody that walks through the front door. Yeah. Um, and actually COVID helped own not only sort of my clients, but also the operators and suppliers that I work with. Because some of them were brilliant during COVID and some of them were awful. 
back so and find know, out who's good, who's good and who's yeah, bad. Yeah, so we know which ones gave our family, gave our clients the runaround, and we don't deal with them anymore. So I, I just deal with the ones that I know I can trust. So there's another reason I don't have to deal with people that I don't want to deal with. Yeah. Um, to make sure I'm giving you the best experience. Yeah. Um, six months prior to COVID, of course, we had the Thomas um, the Thomas Cook collapse. Oh, yeah, of course. And we all thought that was the worst thing that could ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, must... and then we had COVID. When did you start in 2018, was it? Like... Oh, is it, I, it was in February. February. Oh, so another the beginning yeah. of the year. So you had, you've had two, you had two full years, I guess, of doing it before. I was going to say, if you'd started, um, do you imagine if you'd only just started? In, yeah, in so February some people 20 had. Or, uh, yeah, some people had. However, if you'd only just started at the beginning of COVID, you wouldn't have had people going away. So you wouldn't have had that stress. Um, but yeah, it was it was difficult. Luckily for me, it wasn't a very busy time in March. Hmm. Um, so I didn't have too many people that I needed to cancel straight away. Yeah. Um, but I did have one big book in that. I'd booked them in 2019 to go away in 2020 as a group of 26. Oh, wow. Obviously, we then couldn't go away in 2020. They actually didn't travel until 2022. And by that point, they were down to 16 because okay. some of the children had become adults and didn't want to go on holiday with their parents anymore. <laughs> um, other Charming. people have gone, do you know what? We just, we just, we just don't want to go anymore. So it, it, it dwindled quite a lot. Um, but yeah, it, uh, three years after booking it, finally they got to go on the day. But I think that was my longest wait. Um, yeah. And it was, it was, yeah, I was so pleased. It was like, this is my last COVID booking. And yeah. I was just so pleased when I got them got them gone. It must have been um, a really tough time for you. Um, and like you're saying about the industries, all the industries like, you know, restaurants, pubs, et cetera, hospitality, definitely all, a lot of those all suffered. They but did. like you say, that all, they were all UK-based and the yeah. UK rules. You're not only opening it up and dealing with dozens and dozens of different countries exactly. and rules which are constantly changing and you can't control it. Um, I never thought of it like that. But, yeah, the travel industry obviously really... Um, yeah and you don't, and you don't realize on the outside how tough it must have been day to day dealing with and that. things like countries being closed yeah you know australia new zealand america they were closed you couldn't go they were just closed yeah. <laughs> i mean have you ever heard of a normal country being closed well no, they were all just never. closed um and then you still had the you have to be vaccinated in order to go to this place so if you have people that didn't vaccinate for what any whatever reason there was lots of reasons that people didn't vaccinate um and that was their choice obviously but if they weren't vaccinated it did narrow down where we could send them Um, so there was always those um tricky things as well and you know and just because we booked it under these rules didn't mean those rules would still be applying when they actually traveled um and even now i still when people go i still say take a mask in your pocket just in case you need to put it on to go into a farm or whatever. Yeah. So just have a mask with you just in case. Um, so that is still, an, and I can't wait till I don't have to give advice anymore. <laughs> but I do say to you, just take a mask with you just in case. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And um, you mentioned a couple of other things on here. We'll just, we'll just touch on the questions yeah. that I send out. So you mentioned, uh, can I, shall I read them out or? Yeah, we can do. Yeah. So you said learning how to run a business and juggling business and, and being a mum. Talk a little bit about that as, as challenges that you have so, to I see myself as a travel agent rather than as a business owner. Um, yeah. And I've really had to challenge myself to switch that mentality around that I'm a business owner rather yeah. than a travel agent. Because obviously as a travel agent, my, my sole um, job would be to sell holidays. Yeah. But as a business owner, it's not just about the selling the holidays, it's about everything else that goes with it, the marketing, the accounting, all the other stuff that goes with it. Um, and that was never me. <laughs> yeah. And it took it's taken me actually until this year to really get my head around it. And this year, um, I've finally started to be able to shift that mindset and, and move forward. And I'm seeing, I am seeing the benefits of that. Um, and then of course, there's the whole children malarkey as well so when you work for anybody you have your set working hours you go to work you come home you deal with the household stuff even my husband sees I'm at home so I can stick a load of washing in or I can clean the bathroom 
because you're at home so you can do it can't you yeah I, well, I get a bit of that <laughs> yeah no because actually I'm supposed to be working at the, these points yes if I if I've not got anything booked in if I haven't got anything booked in then I might be able to sneak off for half an hour and do some chores around the house um but I never know when the phone's going to ring but and plus never, you'll have all the other stuff like you said all the other stuff it's not that's just right. the appointments it's, and stuff exactly it's not just talking to my clients it's also the amount of time I spend on hold um it's not oh, quite yeah. so bad now but during the height of covid you could be on hold for three hours yeah um Frankly. trying to get through to people and it, it was it was hard and, and that isn't taken into account um yeah I'm on hold so I'm trying to do other stuff at the same time but as soon as that person answers you have to stop doing that there, yeah. so like I couldn't sort of start washing the dishes while I was on hold because you never know <laughs> when you're gonna have to stop um so yeah so it's just that and also school holidays um the husband works in a hospital so he to work school holidays yeah um so obviously i'm at home with the children so trying to i mean they're older now so they don't need my input as much it, when they were obviously when they were smaller i needed to be there for everything but luckily for me now they're, they're getting older they're more independent um you know they can even make themselves toast the youngest one can make himself toast if he needs nice. to um so they don't need me in the same way but you yeah. can guarantee that as soon as I'm on the phone to somebody, they'll start arguing and screaming and shouting and hitting each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, and, and, and luckily, most of my suppliers and clients alike are very sympathetic um, yeah. and understanding. Um, you know, it's like, well, excuse me while I go and act as a referee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, look, we're all people at the end of the day. And we all, you know, I said not, or not everyone's got kids, but for those that have, it's yeah. understandable and it's just part of life. And for me, it's not, it's not a big deal at all, but it's well done if, done to you for, for dealing with it you mentioned there about um being a business owner and this year you might have yeah. a mindset sh- shift i wanted to ask what why now and what what made you have that shift um i think we're coming out of covid um and i've really sort of had a, a look sort of i've come out of the fog but also um we're very lucky and not just travel that although we are a franchise, so we have the franchisers. Yeah. Um, they actually are very supportive of us as franchisees, and they do have lots of tools that we can use. And one of those is called a business development manager. Okay. Um, and he, they're there to um, sort of help you and guide you along the way. And there's also loads of system tools and things that we can use, like CRMs. Um, I'm not very technically minded. I don't like a spreadsheet. I know lots of people do. I don't like a spreadsheet. I much prefer pen and paper. Always have done. Um, yeah. I think the act of actually writing things down helps me um, yeah. understand things and take it in better. Um, if I'm writing, even now, I don't like just typing an email. I, I still like to write it first and then type yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and he actually, so the, the BDM I had sort of until just recently, um he started last summer with me and he he gave me permission and I think that's how I'm going to put it he gave me permission to not use CRM that the company had provided for us Um, because I wasn't using it I wasn't putting people into it I wasn't putting them on the system and then I'd get a pile of people that weren't on the system and it'd be like oh I'm going to have to sit and put these people on yeah and I can't think of anything worse yeah um but he was like, well, why do you need to put it on the system? I'm like, well, because that's what we're told to do. He's like, but how would you want it? I'm like, well, I want a piece of paper. And so we actually came up with a system where I can keep track of everybody um, and all of their needs and desires, whether they've booked, whether they haven't booked, where we're at within the booking process. So yeah. I've set up my own system of tracking people, but it's done on paper. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's all GD. Um, or whatever whatever GDPR, that, yeah, that's yeah. one it's all it's got, <laughs> there's, there's no names on it there's nothing okay. on there you know I just put a name on it of the, the first name of the person that I'm dealing with I don't put any of their actual details on okay. these pieces of paper right, um, okay. so there's no identifying factors so it, there's no need to worry about GDPR breaches or anything like that um, no. um those details are, are kept on our system when we do the booking they're on there right. Um, but it allows me to track my bookings and also to see where I'm at with each booking and what else might need to be done. So it's actually doing what a CRM does, 
but in my own way. I and think that's really good act, because by doing it my way, it's enabled me to know my numbers, which is always something because you need to know your numbers. Yeah, yeah. And I do, I know my numbers now. And I think knowing my numbers has helped me focus and go, well, if I can do that, then I can do this. Yeah. And setting myself targets, you know, and in the past as well, if I set myself a target and I didn't reach it, I was really downhearted. But now it's like, well, it's a target. If I don't reach it, I'm still look at what I did last year. So like do it month on month. Yeah. Because I've set that target, I've actually gone further than I did last year. I may not have reached the target, but I've yeah. exceeded what I did last year. And for me, that's kind of been what it is. And also not comparing to other people. Um, yes. I think it's really important and just traveling your own journey because like you said, not everybody's got kids. Not everybody has the same home life situation. Some people work a second job. So you just have to focus on your own business and not worry about what everybody else is doing. It's great that they're doing brilliantly, but you still need to look at yourself and what successes you've got in place as well. Yeah, definitely. It's um we we don't start in the same you know in the same place. No. We probably don't end up in the same place. We're probably not even going in the in the same direction. Exactly. As people, um, I think it's the ego within us that or the that that kind of fear within us. We we compare to either uh, either make ourselves feel better or stupidly make ourselves feel worse because we're not yeah. doing enough. Um, and then make a, you know, I don't know how it doesn't seem to help in in many scenarios. It sometimes can motivate you and it can work, but it can, yeah. It, I but, think it depends on on the person that you are. Yeah, you know, some people need sort of like a rivalry to gear them up and 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 go on. Whereas I, that's not. I'm not that way inclined. Yeah. Um, but some people need that and that's brilliant for them. Um I and some people work silly hours. You know, they say as a business owner, you work a lot more. But the fact that I I, I do sometimes, I am still working at 10 o'clock at night sometimes, but I've usually had a few hours off in the afternoon in order to do something that's with smart. the kids. Yeah, that's good. So it's not that I'm constantly working from the moment I get up to the moment I go to bed. I can I can pick and choose. I've just had a few days away with the kids when I went to Skegness and I um I did do some work while I was there, but I did it yeah. in the morning before we went out. Then we had the day out, and then I might have done a little bit more in the evening. And I'm, it might have only totaled three hours work in total. Um, but yeah, and and you know, it's and it is just knowing that I can pick it up and put it down when I want to and if I'm not feeling very well as long as I haven't got a client booked in or anything like that I can I can leave it just put it to one side you know but some people don't have that but for me it's very much about trying to balance life you know I had I've had the job when I was teaching where it was so pressured and I was constantly working even when and teachers do when they get home they work You know, they've got books to mark and lesson plans to write. So teachers actually do work an awful lot rather than what you see. And I've had that, but my choice is to not do that so I can spend time with my family. Once they're grown up and gone, maybe I will work more or maybe I won't. Maybe I'll go on more holidays, you know. Yeah, no, look, there's no, um, from my perspective, there's no sort of obligation to it. I I think it should be at a level that's sustainable that you can manage. Um, But yeah, um, well done on... uh, getting to know your number I think that's really important and I, I like the way you've done it in your own way because it, it gets done at least at the, you know well, this is this you're more thing motivated that... to do it than, than sat there thinking I've got to put it on this system exactly um, it doesn't fill me with dread yeah um so what are you mentioned obviously the challenges particularly COVID and stuff but what are some of the high points you've had so far um oh gosh just it I mean it's usually um just people's reactions when they get to a place that they've been looking forward to and they're like oh my god it's amazing so I had a honeymoon couple go away not long ago and she they spent more than they wanted than they had originally planned on Um, but they really really wanted this holiday so they went on it and they had the most amazing time and they loved it so much and they were like it was just the perfect end to our wedding and that makes me feel all happy inside because it's like I did that I yeah. found them and it's finding exactly what people want. I had a family that was a single parent family with four children who'd never been abroad before and were really concerned about it. Now it's only a small booking. It doesn't make me a lot of money, but that's not what I'm in this business for. I'm in this business to make sure people 
get the holiday that they want because you don't get a do-over. Yeah. So exactly. you don't want to go on a dud holiday, especially if it's your first one and you're only going to get one all year. Yeah. Have, it has to be good because otherwise it's such a letdown and and those feelings are horrible. So I actually sent this single parent family to a, a hotel that I personally had visited with my children okay. so that I could explain everything to them along the way. There's this, um, you know, this is what it's like. There's these slides. There's, this is the restaurant. Um, you know, you're 10 You don't get that online, do you? You just do Exactly. Not you certainly don't get that online. And, you know, she might not, she might have looked at that hotel online and gone, no, I don't want to go to that one. But because I was able to talk her through it and explain it all, she realized that actually that would be really good. And her kids had a fantastic time. Um, I've got some somebody going, somebody going to New Zealand next year to do a Lord of the Rings tour. Oh, wow. Exactly. Oh, wow. It's I absolutely loved putting this one together because everything about it I wanted to do. That's the downside of the job is I want to do all of these holidays and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this, this one is um, it's amazing. And we packed so much into it. Um, and she got, she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then she phoned me back the next day and she went, the husband has just mentioned that we don't have any days off to relax. And maybe we're doing a little bit too much. <laughs> Is it too late to, to change it? No, of course it's not. It's your holiday. If, if you don't want, if you want to take some things out, then let's take some things out. It's your holiday. We do it the way that you want to do it. Yeah. Um, and there were a couple of things, a couple of so most of the activities that she's doing are included um, within the holiday. But there was a couple of things that we couldn't book just yet. One because it was out of date range, and one because um, it's a very local company and you have to buy it direct with them. They don't sort of outsource it. Um, but what we did was we made sure they were in the correct area on those dates, and those dates are available so that she can book it direct. And yeah. do it on the date. So we've planned it into the itinerary, even though it's not included. So we've got the space built for those things as well. And I've given her the name of the company that she needs to go to in order to book um, this particular activity that she really wants to do that I just couldn't get for her. So even yeah. though I can't provide it for her, I still found out where to get it from. It's an amazing service by the sounds of it, what you provide. I mean... I, I would expect to pay for all this. I can't believe it's not. It is. No, exactly. So it is included. It's it's included in the price. You know, it's it's what I do. Um, to the extent you go into, I mean, like that sounds yeah. like it can be quite time consuming as well for you. But obviously, if you're enjoying it as well, it's. I do enjoy it. But it's it's more about making sure my clients get what they want. So I did have one client who went away um, in 2021, and they were on a really tight budget but they just needed to get away and but they definitely wanted two separate sleeping areas and yeah. they'd found the hotel they liked but when they went onto it they couldn't see exactly what the sleeping areas was it wasn't really coming up um so i managed to find a facebook group for that hotel and within that group there was a lady who had done a walkthrough of the room type which showed the sleeping configuration so I got that a video. customer or the hotel? It was a customer okay. on a Facebook group of that hotel. And right. I managed to find that and send it to my client so she could see exactly what the room layout would be when she got there. And that um, really helped to put her mind at ease before she travelled. So it yeah. wasn't just about while she was there. She was really concerned about it before she went. So right. it just helped to ease, ease her a little bit about going. And that's, that's what it's about. It's about it's not just about while you're there it's about the run-up to it and it's also about when they come home as well so if there has been an issue if and also if there's an issue in resort they can still contact me yeah um and i can offer them advice about who they need to contact in order to help with whether That's that really be a rep in resort or whether it be the actual supplier that we've booked it with you know so so i'm i'm available all the time for the holiday you know yeah. and when they get back it doesn't happen very often, but if somebody did want to make a complaint, then they can make a complaint through me and I can make the complaint on their behalf to my suppliers. Um, it did happen with somebody who went on a tour and part of the tour um, wasn't available, but they'd prepaid for it. Mm. Um, and so we had to contact the company and say, look, can we please have a refund for this bit that they didn't do? Um, 
so you know so I, I can do that for them and that means they're not having to phone people up all the time I'm yeah. doing that it's also the same for instance if you book a jet two holiday yeah I can book jet two as well no problem ah, okay. um so if you then have booked a jet two holiday and I don't know you want to change the date or you want to do something you phone them up now don't get me wrong jet two customer service is really good um and I would recommend jet two um but you still go through to a call center you're still going through to somebody that doesn't know your situation um and again if you phone again you could get a different person um whereas with me i have i still have contacts within jet two but also i can just phone up on your behalf you tell me what you want and i'll phone them up and i'll spend the time on hold and and dealing with them you're doing, all, you're doing all the legwork are you yeah exactly you just tell me what it is you want and i'll go and sort it for you so you know sometimes i spend sometimes it's really easy and sometimes i really work for my money <laughs> it just depends on on the situation really you know some holidays yeah. it's booked they're gone they've come back they've not needed to speak to me um other holidays, other people, I'm on the phone to them constantly reassuring or doing this yeah. or doing that, you know, so it, it just, but it doesn't matter as long as my clients are happy and have a fantastic holiday. That is what's important at the end of the day. I think that's an amazing approach to have. Um, and, you know, kudos to you for doing that, really, um, which is why you're, you're doing really well in what you're doing, why your customers are happy. Um, what would you say then? Uh, moving on is what would you say what would be your top three tips for succeeding in business and in life so first of all if you want to give something a try do it yeah um yes you might fail but you might not you know and you're not going to know the only way you're going to if you give it a try and you don't succeed at least you gave it a shot whereas if you don't give it a shot you can't you succeed. Know, can you you can't succeed. Exactly. You're never going to succeed if you don't try. So, you know, if you can, give it a go. Yeah, it, it could come with difficulties. Um, but actually, if you can overcome those difficulties, then the rewards could be amazing. Um, secondly, give yourself permission to do it differently, which is what I have there. Yeah. The thought of the thought of using a spreadsheet and a CRM online kills me and it really doesn't work in my head yeah. so being able to put into place my own system that works has actually helped me improve my business um and so there and it's also helped to improve my customer service because i know i can keep better track of where i'm at with things definitely, um, yeah. so it's 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 definitely better to put your own systems don't just because someone says this is how it's always being done mm. doesn't mean you have to continue doing it if it doesn't work for you then change Great it. Advice, is that? Um, and then just in life is try and be positive. Um, this is, it's how I live. I don't like, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I don't live in La La Land and know that there are <laughs> really bad things happening out there. And I know that they can really badly affect you. But I do try to stay on the positive side of things because it's all too easy to go down the rabbit hole of, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if, what if, what if? And constantly looking for the negatives. And I do find that if you are looking for the negatives, you're going to find them and you're going to find it more difficult to get out of them. Whereas yeah. if you try and look for the positives, even if something bad is happening, like COVID, still look, what are the positives within that? You know, my positives were very simple, like my family is safe we're all together, we could be worse off. You know, yes. it was a really tough time. My, you know, my children are here, they're safe, they're with me. You know, we've got a roof over our head, we've got food, you know, and, and they might be really simple things, but back in COVID times, I think we really had to focus on those simpler things um, and not look at the wider world as a whole because it can be too overwhelming. So really looking at the positive things in your life, even in a bad situation, Always, it sounds really simple it sounds really like and you think everyone does it but we don't it's hard it's, and, I think and it's it, hard. It's really really good advice I, I found recently with journaling and writing it down this stuff and being you know writing down what you're grateful yeah. for it suddenly just changes your focus and changes it what does. you think about change it, and that ultimately changes changes how you feel when um, you wake up in the morning you have the choice to be happy or angry it yeah. is a choice 
So you have to make that choice. And I think once you start to make the choice to be happy rather than upset, angry, bitter, whatever, if you can make the choice, sometimes it's one of those fake it till you make it. You might not be feeling it straight away, but if you put a smile, I always find if you put a smile on your face, you feel better anyway. Yeah. I had a compliment from people at the Chippy just down the road from me. Um, I was was having a really bad day, a really bad day, and couldn't be bothered to cook. Um, So I went to the Chippy to get the kids a Chippy tea, um, you know, and I was feeling awful. But I went into the Chippy and I smiled at them and I said, it's not their fault I'm having a bad day. You know, smiled, said hello to them. And they were like, I love it when you come in because you're always smiling and happy. And inside, I'm like, I am not happy today. <laughs> but at least, at least you think I'm happy. You know, you don't need my bad mood to bring you down. Yeah. I can put a smile on my face and and be pleasant to you. You're not the reason for the bad things that are happening in my life. I, you know, she'll, I don't. She'll remember you for, for like I said. She got. She was. Well, she already said it. She, yeah. Every time you come in, you smile. But um, and that bad feeling, obviously, whatever it was, it, well, exactly. It's probably and not that made last, her, is it? It made her feel better. You know, but. You know that some customers go in there really grumpy and and it's like that's not it's not how to live your life personally. Yeah. It brings you down. It brings you down if you're constantly feeling like that. Yeah. So um, just try and be happy. Top, top top advice there. I love it. Um so just finally, what are um oh sorry, how important would you say are having passions outside the business and, and why? And what are yours, if any? Um, I think it is important to have passions outside of your business um, because, as I said before, you can become too engrossed and you can work all the hours God sends and that's all you think, live and breathe. And that's, I suppose to some people that's how they're happy, but really you need to be able to step back away from everything, even if it's something that you completely love. You yeah. still need to be able to take a step back. I love my business. Mm. I love my job. I really do. But sometimes I've had enough. Sometimes it's like, oh, my God, X, Y, Z. I just want to get off the phone and go and do something else. (laughs) You know, um, I've had enough of speaking to people now. Even I do get down and I'll go, I've had enough of talking to people. I don't want to talk to anybody else now. Not on the phone, not on Zoom. So I'll go and read. I love reading. I love reading. Reading is really important to me. What sort Um, of stuff do you read? um, I'll read anything. (laughs) if you give it to me i'll read it i will read anything um lord of the rings um harry potter all of that stuff i love as well but at the moment i'm just really into my crime novels all right okay um any crime novel um i've got kindle unlimited so i'm borrowing books left right and center um but i always read before i go to sleep at night i find that that helps me to relax yeah i always read much better um, than uh, phones and TVs. Exactly. I can, I can get um, habit of just watching someone on TV. I've been on my phone before I go to sleep. Um, and I've, I've read a couple of different books about sleeping, and it's not scientifically proven. It's not the good thing to be reading. Um, and just losing yourself in a, in a good book is a Yeah. I, I mean, I do, I do like it because it allows your imagination. When you're watching a film, it's all there for you. Whereas when you're reading, your imagination has to put the pictures in for mm-hmm. you. And I think that's really good at helping. I mean, and obviously, from a teacher perspective as well, reading is really important. <laughs> I do love reading. Um, but yeah, I think as well is for me, so I, I love reading. I'm not an active person. Um, and the other thing that I love doing is just spending time with family and friends. Yeah. I just really, really love being with my family and my friends. Um, so you know even if it's just taking a dog for a walk as I said earlier I went to Skegness for a couple of days last week uh, my yep. mum and dad live in Skegness okay. so my sister lives with me we lives in Lincoln and um, yep. so me and my sister and my children went over to Skeg for a few days her husband was at work yeah. um, so we went over to Skeg for a few days we didn't really do anything while we were there just, spending just, time being, together. just being at my mum's house and playing games in the evening with my brother and my mum and my dad yeah, and just yeah. spending that time together and then also going out with my sister and my mum in the afternoon shopping and leaving the children at home with my dad and having that little bit of time away from the children as well. Yeah. Um, you know, just those things that, you know, as much as you love anything, you still have to have time away from it. You, you have to, because otherwise 
I think it makes you better when you come back as well, doesn't it? Yeah, you're more focused, aren't you? You take it, you know yourself, you could be looking at a problem and you can't find the solution to it. So you take a step away, you're gonna have a cup of tea and whatever, and you come back, you go, why didn't I see that before? And it's because you've just been able to take your mind away from it for a minute and you're coming back with fresh eyes, fresh perspective. And I think it's that way with life, you know, even even the people that you're closest to, and we're talking about people that you love, you still need time away from them. You can't spend <laughs> 24 hours with one person. You can't spend 24 hours just doing your job. No, no, you, you can't. You have to have those different interests to keep yourself fresh, really. Yeah, exactly. Well, Erin, this has been absolutely super. It's been one of my favourites so far. Thank because, you. Um, as we were saying off air, um, not that other not that other people's stories are boring or anything, they're not, but I think we all love travel, we all love holidays. Um, so to hear what you do, I think it's really, really interesting and fun. Um, just finally, it's going to be in the show notes. You've mentioned it, um, but can you just mention it out loud? Where do, if people want to come get in touch with you, um, obviously for you know, inquiries, yep. where should, where, what's the best way of them getting in touch? Is it um, Facebook? Is it email? Any, any way, any way you want to get in touch. I have a Facebook site called Erin Newberry with Not Just Travel. Um, I have a website, which is erinnewberry.notjusttravel.com. Um, okay. You can send me a WhatsApp, 07963154725. Brilliant. However you want to get in touch with me, I, I will answer however people, however you choose. And that's, again, the flexibility of not being in a shop. And finally, last thing, your favourite holiday destination. Oh, so it depends what you're going for. Um, I absolutely adore the island of Mauritius. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. We've spoken about my Our, my wife's, uh, what do you call it, honeymoon um, destination. So I, uh, I yeah. 100% recommend Mauritius. Yeah, absolutely. Um, city break, I love Barcelona. Yeah. And just there's so much going on and it's such a small city that you can fit everything in um and walk everywhere um but i think family destinations as a family we love the greek islands anyone but in we also um so we 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 love silvi in santi that's an okay. ace place for kids but we also love the uk we do do at least one uk holiday a year as well brilliant well, Erin, thank you so much uh, for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you for those that are listening and uh, hope you've enjoyed the show. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you.